0: The Federal Aviation Administration has registered nearly 2 million drones in the United States, currently the world's leader in drone usage. With this, it is clear that the drone industry has taken off, so to speak. In fact, the market for unmanned mobile robots in healthcare, agriculture and logistics is projected to be over $54 billion by 2023. Drones certainly have a high potential for improving society's operational efficiency, but the promise of this technology is often dependent on a one-person-to-one-drone ratio. That is, until now. Hello, I am your host, Mike Lake, and in this preview, I will be talking with Nishant Sinrana about how his company, Viorius Drones, is using software as a solution and AI technologies to enable a future of large scale drone usage.
1: Innovation, resiliency, discovery. Join Mike Lake, president and CEO of Leading Cities as we explore the technologies shaping the possibilities of our future with a preview of tomorrow.
0: Hello and welcome to Nishant Sinrana. Thank you so much for joining us today on Preview of Tomorrow. And once again, I do want to welcome all of our listeners and viewers. I'd love to introduce you to Nishan, who is the CEO of Viorius Drones, a company that serves as a SaaS platform, a software as a solution platform for mobile unmanned robots. Now, Nishan. Before we get into the, the drone industry and, and Viorius's solution in particular, tell us what was your motivation and inspiration to uh, to focus on this field?
1: Sure, thank you so much, Michael. Thank you so much for having me over here. So, uh, you know, in our history, like I started sort of uh, as, a, as an engineer who basically wanted to work on anything, you know, that, that flies around. And I was really intrigued by that. And uh, so I had this small team while I was in my college, and we were working on this problem statement where we were creating something that was an amalgamation of both a helicopter and conventional plane. So the idea was that our cities are getting denser and we won't have the land to basically have huge airports. So we would rather you know need to have flying systems or vehicles that are you know compact and that can actually carry people. So this, this is exactly you know how we started. And while we, you know, went ahead, you know, trying to understand precisely the different problem statements, then we stumbled upon the fact that even if we create something really amazing right now, we don't have the infrastructure, both physically as well as in terms of, you know, the digital infrastructure. And then we, we essentially need to create that. And that's how, you know, I and my team basically, you know, came to this understanding that we'll rather go and create sort of this digital backend infrastructure on which all of these amazing vehicles and mobile robots can, you know, essentially work on. So that has been like our journey till this point.
0: Well, it's interesting you say that because I, I know billions, billions and billions of dollars are being spent on on drone on the drone industry and drone technologies. But it's my understanding that about one percent of that is actually being spent on infrastructure. And you know, just to put that into slightly different terms, I mean, I can't imagine a world where billions and billions of dollars would be spent on manufacturing cars and trucks and yet nobody was building roads and bridges um so how is it that that this industry can can truly meet its potential with so little investment in infrastructure
1: right uh, so essentially if you if you think about it then the way these drones came in civilian airspaces is that we essentially wanted you know flying toys around Right. And that that is essentially how drones came into existence and into the civilian space. And then we realized that, you know, there are already things happening in the defense side, which actually can be done in the civilian side where you can actually carry payloads, carry people around and you won't require humans to do that. So that, that was sort of the initial understanding of, you know, how we came to this point. But at the time, what people didn't realize is that it's more of an aviation grade industry. Well, you know, rules need to be set, regulations needs to be there. And, you know, government bodies need to be on the same page with what you are doing and i think so is essentially moving you know forward we are now coming backward to the point where now we are understanding okay fine this is the whole you know uh, sort of potential of this technology but now we have to start afresh and understand how we can exactly integrate in the existing workflows rather than creating some something completely new because that would essentially mean more time and more resources to be put over there And and yeah, so this is exactly where we are. And I think this is the right point to essentially start talking about the infrastructure on which these amazing products can, you know, further develop and work on, because now we are actually seeing drone deliveries, self-driving cars and, you know, flying taxis coming up. So, so yeah, so this is exactly, you know, uh, why this is the right time.
0: You know, and just to give our listeners a sense, uh, just in the US alone, Uh, the Federal Aviation Administration has almost two million drones registered. Um, I mean, they're out there. (laughs) There are a lot of them and they're being used for everything you can imagine. I mean, from agricultural industry to leisure and everything in between. Um, So as as this industry continues to uh, to grow uh, and expand, tell us a little bit about the infrastructure that is
1: lacking what kind sure. of in- infrastructure do we need sure so if you if you think about it then at this particular point of time you know we it, we have done a tremendous advancement in the technological aspect of you know these amazing products so you know the electronics has gotten cheaper much smarter the the operation side of the things the mechanics everything has been very seamlessly handled at this point the problem now is that how the operation, so every single time if you talk about operation, you talk about scalability, reliability, and safety, right? And that is the major thing that anyone is looking at where, you know, to do any specific application. So if we specifically talk about you know, the tech stack or the tech development that has happened in making sure that this is scalable, reliable, and robust, uh, that this is something that needs to be done now. So. These systems essentially, you know, lack proper uh, communication protocols. You know, they require constant supervision. Uh, you always need a human. So you're talking about unmanned robotic systems, but then you need humans to basically, you know, pilot them and command them, which essentially breaks the whole point of running an, an unmanned system because you essentially want to save that cost to to be utilized by, you know, these robotic systems out there. So these are all the very specific, you know, niche Cases that people need to understand, and mm-hmm. these are the something. These are the points which will eventually create an economic sense for you to basically replace something that is already being done right now to something that is completely, you know, a robotic system or an unmanned system, right? So this is the kind of infrastructure that we are talking about. So we are talking about utilizing the best resources that you have got right now, and you know, optimize whatever text that you already have built instead of you know building on top of it, right? So this is yeah. this is what we see.
0: So, you know, when we think about the expanding opportunities of using drones, that just compounds this problem of of lack of infrastructure even further. And, um, I mean, when I think about um, just this pandemic and and the response to the pandemic, I understand that only about 25% of public safety agencies had flown drone missions in direct response to the pandemic. Now, as this technology develops, we can see that, you know, God forbid we have another COVID-19 type incident. Um, That number is only going to grow. So what happens then with with the challenge of not having the infrastructure and having an ever-increasing need?
1: Sure. No, this is is a great point, actually. And that is where we are headed. So it's not about if, it's about when. And the, the, Mm -hmm. the thing is that, uh, you, you imagine, you know, having your is you know, having you know thousands of drones flying, and now no one knows, you know, where exactly all of these assets are, you know, which is crashing where, and which is something that is already happening now, right? We 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 hear these news that you know a drone basically crashed with a helicopter, uh, and these things will happen until unless there is a very specified framework, and this is basically the infrastructure that we are talking about, uh, where the operators basically have this flexibility and the power. And the transparency to basically operate, and as well provide the you know all of the data back to the regulator, so that uh, another operator which is maybe you know flying something different or operating something different has the data. So this is precisely you know what we are talking about. So in the in the in the near term, I can see these you know public safety agencies, and they have like individual ones, multiple one of them, be able to basically speak with each other you know through these robotic systems, and and not cause accidents while they do that. And this is precisely where we want this technology and this whole uh, industry to go to.
0: So let's dive a little deeper into VRS and, and what it is exactly that you're doing. Can you paint a picture for our uh, listeners sure. as to what it is? We'll sure. Sure.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so I'll I'll begin with an analogy. You know, uh, so right now we we see there's Uber, and you know, before that there were taxi fleets which were managed by you know individual owners so what they allow you to do is you can buy any any vehicle that you want there's a there's a base layer which basically allow you to command control and communicate with these systems get real-time parameters now you see they're all these are all humans that are involved so they basically can dispatch all of that information but now replace everything that is happening with you know self driving cars or uh or drones right Now, there are no humans involved. Now you require sort of a complete ecosystem, uh, a chain which, you know, talks to each other. There's a complete workflow on how these sensor data, you know, uh, 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 move around or or the data is basically fed to something else. So what in a nutshell we are doing is we are creating sort of a fleet management system for anything that is unmanned mobile in nature and we are bringing all the control command remote supervision maintenance management analytics uh, you know video streaming with these systems down to a single platform so what we are saying now is that we are here to democratize the kind of robotic operations you say, we are not democratizing robotics as much as much we are democratizing the operations where anyone with a hardware robotic system can come in plug into our ecosystem and and, and just start doing these services right so this is precisely where we come into the picture
0: So that that plug-and-play, forgive me for using the expression, but that plug-and-play method, I mean, really opens this up for any drone, any application, um, and for any user to therefore have, for instance, a fleet of drones provided by an array of manufacturers um, providing a a wider range of services um, and, and to be able to operate it all from one one dashboard or one uh, operating system is that right just no, absolutely.
1: I'm just, absolutely, and just carrying on to that you know if we if we talk about how, how things are happening right now, then you require one human that basically controls and command one of these robotic systems or these drones right uh, but if you if you're talking about a scaled you know scaled native of a scaled system which is doing doing this, then you require a lot of humans to do that, and that essentially will create again you know a, a sort of a uh, not such a nice economic uh, scenario for you guys right but now now the amazing thing is that we essentially can control and command up to 255 drones through a single stack where one human is actually supervising everything that is happening and we reduce all of that piloting cost for you know these b2b players out there and we essentially make the whole operation which is you know the the economic feasible kind of you know s- uh, scenario and th- th- that is where we are heading so currently we can allow you to control and command up to six drones at within any modest computational device even with a mobile phone and and yeah and from there we, we take we' are aiming to basically take it to about two fifty five as we move forward
0: so right now let me just repeat that one right now one individual can control six drones but you want to get it to
1: what what number two hundred fifty five as we increase on the data yeah yeah as we increase on the data and you know as the as the algos become more complex then like what we believe is that there's always going to be a human that will take decisions but then something that is you know very uh uh, in terms of well planned and stuff these robots should do their work you know however they are planned to do it and then a a human can actually take all of the decision you know from a superficial level not being very you know inclined or in like involved with every individual systems performance you know right which is happening right now
0: so essentially semi-autonomous
1: you can say that uh, yeah. so the idea is idea is autonomous but if you if you think about going there so you're not going to be just zero to one so there are going to be multiple stages till you reach complete autonomy and uh, and that is precisely how we we aim to you know reach there so uh, You know, I don't want to like just go out there and say, hey, we basically want to make this whole system, you know, completely autonomous. The way that is that we basically have defined our milestones, the way that we want to move ahead. So currently we allow one to six. And as we move forward, we want to allow one to 250 web. And maybe in future, you won't even require humans to begin with.
0: It's amazing. So I I can't believe that we're almost out of time, but I want to look forward. And as you were just suggesting, and and really think about what is this the impact of a world where drones are either fully autonomous or one person can control as many as 250
1: or more um, mm. at a time. Right. Uh, so we so that world will include where you can get your medicines in this just 10 minutes or so. You can get anything, uh, you know, via your e-commerce website. Uh, you know, in under, under, uh, under 30 minutes. And uh, that's the kind of world where while you're moving around, you don't have to care about, you know, your di- driving licenses because now your car can basically self-drive. And there's some algo which is essentially taking care and managing that they are not going to be crashing. And, you know, uh, you can just put in where you want to go and the, the back end, basically the whole uh, operation is already being handled by, you know, some algo or some company like ours. So this is sort of the the world that we are entering into
0: well it really is remarkable uh, i mean when i think of myself i can barely control my lawnmower on my own <laughs> to 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 be controlling 250 or so uh, drones it, it, the the software you're creating the platform you're creating is is really special um and it just increases the scale in mm-hmm. which the deployments of these fleets of drones can can have the impact you just described Listen for all of our listeners that are interested in this and, and and want to learn more want to get in touch what what's the best way for them to do that
1: Sure uh, you can reach out directly to me uh, my email is Nisant at the rateVious.com or if you want my number then uh, I can give you my number as well it's uh, plus nine one double nine five three one six two six zero seven so you can directly ping me and we can definitely have a chat over 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 coffee so anything that you want to want to do and what about the website? Yes, absolutely. I'm sorry about that. So you can, you can uh, uh, look around at uh, uh, www.byoris.com which is www.vyorius.com, and you will get everything that we do from there.
0: Fabulous. Nishant, thank you so much for, for the work you're doing and the vision you have for a future uh, of greater uh, infrastructure for the drone industry. And most importantly, thank you for joining us today on Preview of Tomorrow.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Michael. It it, it is great to talk with you. Uh, Yeah, I will hope to see you in person someday. Thank you so much.
0: I look forward to it. And thank you for tuning in to this episode of Preview of Tomorrow. Listeners like you are essential to advancing our efforts to drive resiliency and sustainability for all. I ask that you give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or whichever streaming platform you prefer. Your feedback helps us to grow and share these brief previews of what life in the future can be. In addition to thanking our guest today, I want to thank Peter Roy and Demetria Bridges for making this podcast possible. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and encourage others to also join us each week in previewing the possibilities of tomorrow.
1: Preview of tomorrow is brought to you by Leading Cities, a global nonprofit driving resilience and sustainability for all by unleashing the potential of the world's cities. Join them at leadingcities.org.